I'm Mike Weir, Chief Revenue Officer at G2, the world's largest and most trusted software marketplace. And welcome to Go to Market Innovators, the series where we sit down with B2B revenue and marketing leaders to learn about the successes they've had, the challenges they've faced, and how they've used technology to create an aligned sales and marketing organization to drive their businesses forward. We're joined today on Go-To-Market Innovators by Jason Zintak, who's the CEO of Sixth Sense. Jason has over 20 years experience scaling marketing and sales organization in growth stage B2B software companies. Uh, most recently, he was the CEO of Platfora, which was acquired by Workday. Before that, he was the CRO at Responsys, which was acquired by Oracle, and the EVP of Worldwide Sales and Marketing for JDA Software. He also spent eight years at SAP, uh, really serving in various sales and marketing leadership roles. But today at Sixth Sense, Jason's leading the company's mission to transform B2B sales and marketing through AI, big data, and machine learning. Since he joined in 2017, Sixth Sense has uh, been on a roll. They've had significant growth. Most notably in 2022, the team raised a Series E funding round of 200 million at a valuation of 5.2 billion. Nothing to sneeze at there. Jason, congratulations on all these successes. It's been amazing to see the journey that Sixth Sense has been on. Very much looking forward to getting into the conversation today. Yeah, yeah, happy to be here, excited. Awesome. So, you know, since we talk about sales and marketing alignment on this series all the time, I loved the stat you shared with me recently that looked at well-aligned revenue teams growing their revenue at 20 to 40% faster than teams that are misaligned. Talk to me a, a little bit about that. You know, where is this finding from and, and what does it mean to you? Yeah, um, finding comes two places. One, we study our own customers, sort of a, a control test AB, you know, before six cents with six cents um, and are trying to uh, show real ROI. Uh, and then Forrester actually uh, interviewed our customers and tried to understand the, um, what do they call it, the total economic impact study mm -hmm. where they understand uh, uh efficacy of six cents and rolled out of customers. And so we found that um, in both instances, similar results are customers uh, leveraging big data and sort of a surgical approach through machine learning were able to reduce cycle time, sales cycle time by roughly 40%. Uh, on average, their contract values, believe it or not, like ASP uh, average selling price went, doubled. Um, <laughs> and so these type of statistics, yeah, are, are amazing. And their close rates uh, were 4x that compared to the norm. And so all this is a way to say um, we leverage data machine learning to help understand really who's in market to buy, when they're in market, what message they might want to hear. And it allows uh, sellers and marketers to align on this data as opposed to have two different approaches on on how you uh, perhaps prosecute your your TAM or, or ideal customer profile. Wow. A lot of really valuable data points within there that show true business impact. I think that's one of the things that I've always loved about, you know, Sixth Sense and the focus that you all have, um, but also this, you know, being students of the industry, you know, you're very on top of where is this going? How is sales and marketing going to be able to align better? 
so I'm, I'm really curious to, to go on to that a little bit further. Um, in the past, you've talked about, you know, the saying of like being able to sing from the same sheet of music and that as a foundational element of what it means to be sales and marketing aligned and the impact that it can drive. Can you share a little bit more on, on that statement and how, how do you think about being on the same sheet of music? Yeah, uh, you know, I think the easiest uh, epiphany is just that I grew up with these sort of common pains that we have in sales and marketing. Uh, that's my background. Um, grew up as a seller, uh, eventually into some operations, then owned marketing, um, and then ultimately a CEO. And uh, I know from experience that uh, we, we tended to, and, and in many instances still do today sometimes, uh, operate with different plans, different objectives, different KPIs. I mean, the old sort of marketing was... Uh, measuring MQLs, if you will, and 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 in sales, it's you know close rates and how many deals did you work, and then sales and marketing don't necessarily agree on who's doing what when they're doing it. And so for me, you know, this is uh, you know in my career, it's sort of the the nirvana where we finally work off of one data set, or we have applications and data um, repositories that allow us to understand one set of data and then come up with a plan both with sales ops marketing ops to go after an annual plan a plan that actually adjusts auto adjusts daily if you will quarterly um but at least it's one set of data and we're talking about the same results and and i think any boardroom or ceo ultimately wants to know is what i spent in marketing or sales or both is it having an impact and effect and what's the true roi that that number, that that answer has been elusive almost the entirety of my career uh, because it's more been sort of, you know, wet finger in the air. We think it's doing what impressions this, MQLs that, did sales work it? We don't, you know, yes, no, hmm, not sure. Um, and that that is where we see, you know, the opportunity in the market for technologies. A lot of technologies are out there. MarTech, SalesTech, uh, Sixth Sense. I'm helping bridge the data gap to figure out what to do next and, and what's the efficacy of the program. Yeah. So you touched on something that's also one of the themes for us is just the power of technology and how today more than ever, it's helping create alignment. It's helping execute together. And so given the place that you sit in, you're talking to a ton of customers, you're talking to a lot of other uh, CEOs across the industry. Are there any examples that you can share about you know, some of the, the bigger challenges or the best wins you're seeing out there? from people using technology to execute really well in their go-to-market? Um, you know, it's, it's a long list. I think, uh, um, I'm trying to think the, uh, you know, I think it starts first with, let's talk about how people get started. You know, it used to be, we, we'd get lists and call down on lists type of thing. Um, the best part about this collaboration and the move towards it is today in order to start any project, I know with our software, uh, sales and marketing are forced to collaborate um, on what uh, what TAM looks like, total addressable market. And within that TAM, what is the ideal customer profile? What are the attributes of that? Uh, and, and then we start to collect historical sales data and marketing data to dump into the data lake, if you will, and master the data. But it's, it's this um, bringing together of one common data set ultimately, be, sorry, becomes the sheet of music, as you say, uh, that sellers and marketers then start to work the plan, um, plan to work, work the plan. And so that's probably what I'm most excited about is that finally, you know, we are talking 
together and collaboration um, uh, is helpful. And people actually like, you know, like throwing, it's no longer throwing it over the fence. It's actually the fence is torn down mm -hmm. and we're, we're in the same yard. Uh, so that, that's the coolest part. As far as like what type of impact do we see? Think about it. There's just too much, too much data today for any human being to really understand. I mean, there's anything we could possibly measure around our TAM uh, is out there. And so how, how are individual groups and departments going to understand what's going on in the market? And there's all types of proliferation through the web um, that is just mathematically impossible uh, to understand without the use of big data, machine learning, uh, and applied data science. And so that that was really the idea of Sixth Sense 10 years ago is there's got to be a better way. Um, you know, what if we knew who was in market to buy our product at any given time? Um, that's the, That was the outset of the problem we were trying to solve. And today we can do that and we can sift through all this data leveraging machines uh, to help sellers and marketers do better job. It's not that the AI does the job for you. It just helps focus you. So, so applied, um, you know, our human efforts are applied in a more meaningful, productive, focused way. Yeah. And in there, so you get to that centralized set of data so that everybody can execute with that same set of data the technology is playing a pretty pivotal role. The, you know, I think when I look at the way, the way that you and Sixth Sense operate within the ecosystem, it looks like there's, um, you know, a lot that you're doing around building a partner ecosystem to say like, how do we collaborate? How do we create the really strong workflows? You know, would you be comfortable sharing a little bit about, you know, some of the partnerships that you have and what value you're seeing those drive to help everybody execute together. And I know in the past you've mentioned some of the stuff that you're doing by like embedding drift within your actions and you know mutiny and a few others. Uh, could you share a bit with the audience you know, how you're using partners and other technologies to create a great go-to-market for yourself or your customers? Yeah, I, you know, I think uh, just being in the industry long enough, um, there used to be sort of a protect your own turf. Mine is better than yours, and. Uh, I don't know. I think that's old school. Um, you know, so for instance, uh, we, we, we first were known for our intent engine, so to speak, uh, the buyer propensity that we surface. Um, and uh, initially, like there were other intent offerings, you know, all different flavors. And people thought we were competitive. It's you got to use one or the other. You know, our reality and, and, and or at least my passion was to go to these other um, companies and say, hey, look, you know, we all offer different flavors. Why don't we make it an intense supermarket and, and let people bring and choose different varieties and scents? We use G2, you know, in, in our Sixth Sense offering. We use Bombora. Um, you, you talked about partners. You mentioned Drift um, relative to the, the conversational and, and chat tools. We use Drift and Qualified, both are partners. Um, we use um, some of the, the, the Send Cadence uh, software like Outreach and Salesloft, both are partners. And so our idea is really, hey, we want to we want to bring more data to the party, um, so we can help sellers and marketers execute their job, uh, and that's exactly what we do. A lot of it comes into the Six Sense engine, um, leveraging those other tool sets, uh, either on the inbound or outbound. Uh, but the reality is, sort of pick what's best for you, use what's best, and and you know, we bring on partners. Uh, you know, you weren't initially working with us, and now you are working with us. And there's, by the way, your competitors are working with us. Uh, at the end of the day, I think we have to offer choice. Um, and more is better and integrations are better and, and no one vendor can do it all. So I think it's, it's, you know, I think the sales and marketing tech has gotten very exciting 
uh, as of late because more of these technologies work together. Yeah, well, it's certainly more customer friendly, right? As two companies that are very data driven, like we want to use multiple data sets. We know that no one company, I mean, I was, I was at LinkedIn prior to my time at G2 and even LinkedIn that has the biggest professional database in the world doesn't have everything. Like it's just the reality. So love that open mindset. And I think it, from a CMO CRO perspective for folks that are listening in, it's important that they have that same kind of mindset. Like you got to be thinking about everything that's out there to help you be able to achieve your, your go-to-market objectives. And so that, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, at the founding of the company, uh, Mike is like, initially we were just an insight or, or that intent signal, if you will. Um, and what we developed the company and sort of the aha moment was, you know, it's, and, and this is some of my experience at Platfora, which was a, um, big data visualization, uh, uh, tool. Uh, we can get the insights, we can do the analytics, we can apply machine learning, but once you have it, then what do you do with it? So we like to say, um, Hey, it's not enough just to have the insight. You need to be able to execute on it, execute a tactic. And that's what we built in. And by the way, it's through partners. You know, we, we partner with email engines. We partner with, um, you know, we partner with LinkedIn actually just mentioned, so you can distribute an ad or, or an impression through the LinkedIn network off of an insight inside six sense. And so that ability to sort of have a partner network, whether it's on the inbound or outbound, as I mentioned, uh, if you know some, or another saying we say is if know anything, uh, do anything. Hmm. Um, and once you know, you can do. And so that's, that's really the key. So I like that saying, um, it's emblematic of kind of the today's era of a very data driven marketing and sales organization. And would love to go a little bit deeper on a couple of the trends that you're seeing in this era of being very data driven, where, you know, a lot of people are thinking a lot about how do you do more with less? Like, can you share a couple of your learnings of how, how are you operating in that kind of environment? What are you seeing that other companies should learn from? Um, yeah, look in this, this current macro with, we've gone from, I don't know, 10, 11 bull year mark, bull year, uh, market to a, a, a macro economy that's, you know, potentially bare. Um, we gotta be smarter. We got, we have to do more with less. Uh, we think our platform does that because we're leveraging, you know, effectively the machine learning and data can be a thousand worth a thousand sellers, if you will, or a thousand marketers, um, because it's, it's focusing us, uh, and initially, um, we, we applied uh, machine learning to these data sets, and that was sort of the early early innings of Sixth Sense. So the transition and sort of what's newer, um, you know, moving from the uh, machine learning models, and everyone's talking about um, ChatGPT and and Bard, and what's this generative AI going to bring to the table? Uh, I'd say that's newer. I mean, we we started a project uh, over three years ago. It's a two year old product. Um, we, we like to say we were cool before it became cool in this last quarter and that we have a generative AI email. Uh, and that email is, is I think, the, the one of the coolest thing we've launched is called conversational email. Uh, and, the, and, the, and the idea is that we're leveraging uh, GPT-3, 3.5 right now, to help auto-write the emails. So think about it as a seller, a marketer, or a BDR uh, targeting an audience uh, you capture, like Mike at G2 finally uh, answers the email, um, and we auto-respond, our product auto-responds with that embedded generative AI, 
and you may sit on the email and never respond. And then two weeks later, the, the bot, the AI sends another email. And by the way, this conversation can go on three, four times back and forth. And it's all done by the conversational email product backed by generative AI. And the amazing thing is, Mike, you might call me up and say, by the way, it comes from Jason's Outbox uh, from my Outlook to you. And you say, hey, you know, finally, that was pretty cool. I do want to engage and um, you call me. And oddly enough, I'll tell you that was never that was never me. Uh, it's, it's creepy. It's weird. But the, the reason this actually works is, is that the language is so natural um, mm. and it's advanced to such a level that we can have dormant lists. Let's just say close, close lost opportunities. You know, there's plenty of them that every company has. And if we nurture this list, that list, by the way, over weeks can be, um, you know, thousands of bots running that eventually generate some activity that bring these dead opportunities, lost opportunities back to life. And that's work that, you know, a team of 200 sellers BDRs can't do because the machines can do it better. And the reason it's the reason it's impactful is because it looks and feels real. And Mike, you felt like you were talked to in a, in a real conversational way. So I think that's mind blowing what's available today. Um, we've had our customers say, you know, in, in two weeks, they've generated 100 to 1000 opportunities, uh, depending on the size of the company. Uh, and it just ran on its own. So. That is, that is, in my opinion, sort of next next inning um, technology. It's We have it available today, which is great. You can use it. Uh, sorry to throw the plug. But I think all companies are exploring this. I mean, there's a litany of companies that have announced some sort of product yet to come. Uh, and we'll see a lot of change in and around this technology. Again, it's AI. Of course, we have to be responsible with it. Um, we are. We want it to feel right, be right. Um, and oh, by the way, you can have humans intervene in that anywhere in that cycle if you want to. But it works unassisted, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's incredibly powerful. And there's probably two things in there we can go a little bit deeper on, which is the human intervention, right? And I think it goes to the part at the beginning, which is if you're singing from the same sheet of music, then you're pointing the technology, the plays in the right direction, like the types of conversations that you want to be having. Um, but the the impact, like that's just the astounding part to me, to to think about the you know, volume of conversations and high value conversations at that that can be generated. If I remember right, you had said before that you're seeing like ten percent of your pipeline coming from conversational email right now. Yeah, well, and it's actually you know, given I came from email um, way back when. Uh, it, you know, the, our stats back then and probably still today might be, it's probably worse is that you have roughly a 2% attach rate to an email, you know? And, mm. um, so this just actually sends less email. Uh, it's more personalized and it's sort of surgical relative to moment of truth. So Mary six cents intent with interested person and in a polite way, we have it going, but it's no humans that have to sort of keep this campaign active. Uh, and I, I think it's responsible marketing. We're doing less sends, but more appropriate, um, more relevant. And, and because we can understand that Mike may be in market for a certain product because you've done X, Y, Z uh, as of late, then you're more, you're more likely to respond to the email, which is what the actual product does. And so that, that is hugely impactful relative to do more with less. Um, you know, today, every every organization is trying to is looking at their tech stack, saying, what can I consolidate? 
what works, what doesn't, what makes returns. Um, we built this over time to actually uh, to, to allow for a lot of these products to be in one as a platform. Um, but nonetheless, I think we all need to look at, you know, and be critical of what are what are you, we using and how do we do more with less? And these these advances in generative AI are going to help all of us. Yeah. So if there's a takeaway in here, I'm I'm hearing that everybody's got to get very smart about generative AI very quickly. I think so. I, I, I just, you know, you got to look at your at the status quo and say, am I am I am I trying to reinvent myself? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, we all we all come from you know what we know, um, but the challenge intellectually is to say maybe there's something else out there, um, and it's hard to get out of that that sort of daily routine where you're used to it. That's what you used to know, and so uh, you know I try to I try to do it myself um, as much as I can. Old dog, new tricks, and <laughs> we we need to do that stuff. Yeah, uh, no, I I hear you. Um, I am feeling like I'm at that inflection point of age where I'm starting to be the person that's less knowledgeable about what's out there. And so I 100% hear you that we do have to reinvent ourselves, whether you're beginning your career, and this is just all new to you, or, you know, you've been here a while, and you're reinventing based on the amazing technology. So Jason, I, I really appreciate all of the insights that you've been sharing about, you know, the journey six sense has been on how you think about creating an aligned sales marketing uh, team and ultimately deliver a better impact. When you think about like one final thought, what would you leave everybody with to make sure that they are really thinking about going forward? Like, how should they think differently? Um, I, well, I, I, you know, I think old dog new tricks is sort of like, hey, you know, look, look at, take your organization or your process, put it in front of the mirror. And say, mm -hmm. you know, and then figure out what other clothes you could put on uh, that might make you look better going forward. Um, I, yeah, you made me think like the old days when I grew up and, and we still try to do it today. Steak dinners, ball games. Uh, how are we going to get them to engage with us? Uh, the, the B2B buying universe is largely resistant to engagement. Um, but one reason is, well, certainly it was emphasized through COVID, but the reason is we have so much data available. You can do your research online. Um, you can do the majority of that. And so buyers are smart and give them credit. Like, hey, go out and figure it out without contacting the vendor until the very last moment. We as vendors don't like that because we don't have, we're not, we don't have the ability to influence or get engaged. I mean, these, these technologies like Sixth Sense or other are allowing people to sort of understand some of that early, what we call dark funnel, that, be, that mm -hmm. research behavior that happens in the dark um, that we're not aware of the vendors, we can shine the light on, find it and, and find meaningful engagement points. And in order to do so, you're going to, you know, as much as I love to go to the ballpark uh, or eat a nice meal, you can't do that in thousands. And so leveraging some of these modern tech is imperative in order to grow and be innovative and be best in class. And I just say, challenge yourself to look, look at your current tech stack, reinvent it and, and modernize it. And I think it, it makes us all better. Awesome. Well, Jason, thank you again. I think you've left us with a lot to think about as technology is evolving even faster than it ever has been before. We have to reinvent ourselves. We have to think differently about how we go to market. So thank you again for all the great thoughts and all the great advice. Everybody have a fantastic rest of the day. Thank you again, Jason.
Yeah. Hey, thanks for the opportunity.